Hello and welcome to the Ghosts and Folklore podcast. I'm Mark Rees, and on each episode, I investigate a different, weird, and wonderful subject. And on this episode, we are going to explore some extra creepy real-life tales about spirits of the living. Or to put it another way, ghosts of people who are not dead, or certainly weren't dead at the time that their ghost was seen. Now, while we are going to focus on cases in Wales on this episode, this phenomenon isn't unique to any country or culture and has long been reported and investigated, such as in the late 1800s and the early 20th century when the SPR, the wonderful Society for Psychical Research, spent many a long hour looking into these cases in their early days. But what does it actually mean to see a ghost, a spirit, of somebody who is still alive? Well, to begin with, while seeing a ghost is always going to be a slightly scary or surprising experience for those involved, these kind of ghosts are usually, but not always, but usually seen as some kind of good omen. So, instead of scaring you, they want to help you, to warn you of something, maybe of some upcoming event or tragedy, or maybe they can offer some comfort in some way. They could even be described as quite boring in a way, as quite dull. Fear not, the stories on this episode will not be boring and dull. But they could be quite boring, quite mundane, because you might not even realise that you've encountered one. If you just see them walking down the road, it's only when you attempt to interact with them that they might disappear or do something else slightly out of character and that is when you realize that you've seen a ghost or you've seen a spirit of the living so as a rule seeing the ghost of somebody who is still alive was seen as a good thing as opposed to seeing the ghost of somebody who was dead which was probably a bad thing because that meant they were either not resting in peace for some reason, or they were more maliciously minded and wanted to pop up and scare people and throw things around like some of the more mischievous spirits we've looked at on this podcast in the past. Although, as it turns out, one of these spirits of the living on this episode does indeed throw things about, but we'll get to all of that soon enough. Now, in Wales, these spirits were known as the Usprid Dean Boo. Usprid Dean Boo, which translates as the living man's spirit. And despite the old-fashioned name, they were not all men. Maybe a better name nowadays would just be Usprid Boo, which means living spirits. But the tales we are going to look at on this episode come courtesy of the writer Jonathan Credig Davis, and he tells us that in the early 1900s, a good many people in Wales who laugh at the idea of a ghost readily admit the possibility of the appearance of a living man's spirit, an Usprid Dean Boo, and that these spirits were sometimes heard without being seen. 
And this in and of itself I find quite interesting because for a lot of people, belief in ghosts is very much a yes, no, maybe thing. Either yes, you believe, no, you don't, or you're somewhere in between, you don't know, you're sitting on the fence, you are a maybe. But in this case, people are picking and choosing. They are believing in one kind of ghost, but not another. So those bad ghosts, those malicious poltergeists smashing up houses, nah, no such thing, what a load of rubbish. But on the other hand, the spirits of the living, yes, yes, I can, I can go along with that. I can believe in that. And that is very much the case in our first tale, which concerns a Miss Pergin, who lived in the village of Ponchan in Llandesil, Ceredigion, who told Davis that when she was a little girl of about 11 years of age, a certain man who lived in that neighbourhood had gone from home for some months, and just about the time when he was expected to return, the little girl was one day walking along the road near the village about two o'clock in the afternoon, and she suddenly met the man coming home. He was coming along the road towards her and looked at her and then suddenly disappeared through a gate into an adjoining field. She was very much surprised as the man was not expected home until the next day. The next moment, two sisters of the man appeared on the scene and the girl informed them that she had just seen their brother and inquired whether they had met him as they passed along the same road about the same time. But they, in reply, positively affirmed that they had seen no sight of him on the road or anywhere else since he left home, and that the girl must have been dreaming or inventing some idle tale, for their brother was not returning home till tomorrow. So, to recap that quickly, this girl believes she has seen a man from the village who has been away for a few months walking towards her before disappearing into a field. And when she tells the man's sisters about this, they don't believe her because he isn't due home until the following day. And so it was that about 2pm the next day, the man did come home, and strange to say, it was found out that the day Miss Pergin had seen him, he was far away from the district, so it was concluded that she had seen his spirit, and that in broad daylight. Sadly, Miss Pergin did not like to give the man's name, but nevertheless, she'd seen a ghost in broad daylight, or so she believed. But besides being a nice little anecdote, what was really going on? Well, another woman called Mrs. M. Davis, living not too far away in the small Carmarthenshire village of Llanabry, told Davis her own tale of encountering a supposed living spirit in the area. And it took place when she was a young woman, so I'm guessing that would have been sometime in the second half of the 1800s. And it was as she was going home one evening, on a moonlit night, the perfect time for seeing ghosts. 
as she walked along, the moon lighting her way. To her great surprise, she saw an old woman known in the neighbourhood as Rachel the Weaver sitting by the roadside and busily engaged in knitting a stocking. As you do, sitting by the roadside, knitting a stocking, and the young woman ran home as fast as she could and told her mother what she had seen. Achavi, said her mother, something strange is sure to take place after this. So this was a strange sight to see even back then, to see this old woman knitting by the side of the road in the middle of the night when the moon was out was unexpected, shall we say. And as such, her mother believed maybe it was some kind of spirit, some kind of omen, giving them some kind of notice of some upcoming event. But what could it all mean? Well, within a few days, a man named Thomas Davis of Cumlan Wibrin died and was buried at the Capel Newydd. As the funeral procession passed along, there was Rachel the Weaver sitting by the roadside and knitting her stockings at the very same spot where her spirit, as she is described, had been seen by the young woman on the moonlight night. The old woman had gone to sit by the roadside in order to watch the funeral procession passing. So the suggestion in this case is that the spirit the girl saw was some kind of premonition of a real event that would take place during the funeral. And while phantom funerals are a popular sight, a popular form of omen in the folklore of Wales, where somebody sees a funeral being played out at the dead of night, and soon after, the person whose funeral it was does indeed take place as if the scene is reenacted. In this case, it was the old woman watching the funeral rather than the funeral itself that was seen. But there is more to come from this family, and one of Mrs. Davis's sisters, a Mrs. Weeks of Llangunog, also gave a quick account of another of her mother's experiences of seeing an Asprid Dean Bew, and it goes like this. Mrs. Weeks's mother, when a young girl living with her parents near Llanabry Carmarthen, went out one evening to fetch some water from a well close by, and she saw, as she thought, Thomas of Vailingum standing near the hedge. Thomas, says she, what do you want here? The man vanished into nothing all at once, and so she perceived that it was his spirit she had seen. Thomas, as it turns out, was in love with her, we are told, but she had refused to have anything to do with him. As such, maybe unrequited love is the reason for causing this spirit of the living to linger. Now, the next tale relates to a different family, one of Davis's own family, the writer's own family, and it concerns his grandfather, a Mr. John Evans from Llan Dewi Brevi, 
who had died some 55 years before this story was published. And it goes like this. Mr Evans one day had gone to Aberystwyth, either riding or driving, as this was in the days before the introduction of railways into that part, and the distance was over 20 miles. So Mr Evans was setting off on a 20-mile journey to Aberystwyth, and early in the afternoon on the same day, one of his servants who was ploughing the field saw Mr Evans walking about quite close to him in the field. The servant was surprised at this as he knew his master had gone to Aberystwyth early in the morning. And when the master came home that night from Aberystwyth, the servant told him that he had seen him in the afternoon in the field. Well, said Evans in reply, if you saw me, you only saw my spirit, for I have been away all day. But he did reassure the servant by telling him that to see the spirit of a living man is not a bad sign. And Davis, his grandson, the folklorist writing down these words 55 years later, does come across another tale with many similarities, what he calls a rather curious story from a Mr. T. Lloyd in Dinas Powys, which was published in the local press in 1889, and it goes like this. Many years ago, at a farm called Astrad Tylo, near the pretty village of Llanrusted in Cardiganshire, the servant girl was sent to the field to fetch home the cows for milking. And while in the field, she saw her master doing something there. The master's name was Williams, and he was a near relation to the eminent scholar Reverend E. Williams M.A. of Lampeter. When, however, the servant girl returned home, she was astonished to find her master in the house. How in the world did you come home so quick? she asked. Just now I saw you in the field. He replied that he had not been from the house during the afternoon and added, Look here, girl, that was not a bad sign. Once again, somebody reassuring a servant that was not a bad sign at all. But if you will see me like that after my departure, you may depend that I shall be in a place of torture. It was a general belief that of the dead, the ghosts of the wicked only were to be seen. So as mentioned at the start, this particular belief in ghosts on the one hand is comforting. If you see a ghost of the living, it's a good thing. They mean you no harm. If anything, they might do you some good. But on the other hand, it's incredibly ominous. Because if you see the ghost, the spirit of somebody who is indeed dead, they are not there for good reasons. As we are told in this particular case, they are wicked people and they are in a place of torture. And if you encounter a spirit on a moonlit night who is wicked and in a place of torture, 
that is far more terrifying than any spirits of the living. And on that slightly menacing note, before we wrap things up, I did mention that there was one case which does seem to combine both aspects of these ghosts, a spirit of the living, but one which engaged in some kind of poltergeist activity of throwing things. And for this, we are going to turn to Mr. Thomas Stevens, who is described as an intelligent old man from the neighbourhood of Midroylin in the parish of Llanarth in Cardiganshire, who informed Davis that between 60 and 70 years ago, his father, John Stevens, when a young man was coming home late one evening after spending a few hours of pleasant time with a young woman of his affection at a neighbouring farm. Now, this is a very popular starting point for many of these spooky old Welsh stories. A man walking home after spending some time with a young woman of his affection, as they put it. And it was during this time that as he was walking along a lonely lane, to his great surprise, he heard the sound of someone throwing stones about in a field which he was passing by. When he looked around, he beheld the spirit of a man of his acquaintance who was well and alive, throwing stones with all his might in a field where stones were not to be found. So not only did he see the spirit of a living man, he was presumably seeing ghostly stones. Yes, the spirits of stones. Bear with me on this one, but if you think about it, there is a ghost in a field throwing stones where there are no stones. So where are these stones coming from? Well, he's he's gathering them, summoning them from somewhere. So as far as I'm concerned, they are ghost stones. But anyway, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe this is a good place to wrap up this episode. Because on what other podcast are you going to hear about the ghosts of stones only on this one nobody else talks talks rubbish like i do so maybe you have heard of other accounts of ghostly stones or other accounts of spirits of the living maybe you have your own accounts and as always if so it's always lovely to hear from people you can track me down on social media on twitter on facebook and on instagram if you want to share your thoughts or just say hello and i am sure we will revisit this subject again in the future and if you don't want to miss that episode or any other episode please consider hitting the subscribe button if you haven't already and as always, if you have enjoyed this podcast and you would like to support it, you can treat me to a coffee via my website or just give it a quick thumbs up or five stars or a nice review or whatever the options are on whatever platform you are consuming this on. And finally, as well as a podcast, I've also published a number of books about similar weird and wonderful subjects, the most recent being Paranormal Wales, and they are available from all good bookshops offline and on. And on that note, it just leaves me to say thank you very much for listening. 
Dioch and Varian am Rando. I've been Mark Rees. This has been my Ghosts and Folklore podcast, beaming to you from Wales to the world. Until next time, no star. No star.